You're listening to Vincenzo Landino on the Brand Boost Podcast, powered by Zoom. All right, joining me on the podcast today is Cody Lister. Uh, Cody Lister is the founder of Market Doc. And if you are a marketer, business owner, or blogger, uh, this is the man you want to talk to. What's going on, Cody? How are you? Hey, how are you? Nice, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. It's awesome that you're in New York because I'm like, we're right near each other, which is really funny. I meet a lot of cool people doing the podcast and, um, New York city is a place I come to often. So I'm right here in new Haven. Yeah. And I'd love to get out of New York city, but (laughs) you gotta come to Connecticut, man. You gotta come to, well, maybe not. I don't know. Most people don't want to come to Connecticut. So (sighs) I like Connecticut. So I'm fine with that. And that's where my uh, girlfriend's family is from originally. So perfect. There you go. Perfect. Well, listen, today we're going to talk a little bit about content promotion. I know that's what you specialize in. And I guarantee you 99% of the listeners on the podcast don't know exactly what content promotion means, nor do they know how to actually reach and be good marketers, right? Reach their audience and be really good marketers. So let's start by having you explain to us and, and those listening what exactly is content promotion? So content promotion is the process of taking a blog post or an infographic, a video, any type of content that you create and just getting it into the hands of your target audience one way or another. Uh, If you take it a step further, then you take content promotion and turn that promotion into traffic for your blog, email subscribers. And what the big part is, is growing your email list. So your email list ends up becoming a huge piece of goodwill for your business. And so content promotion is a key part to growing your email list through blogging or content marketing. And so it's within the realm of content marketing. Where do you feel that most marketers fail when it comes to uh, promotion of their content? Uh, If if promotion is the failure, uh, where do you think there's the missing gap? Because we we do see a lot of, uh, at least this is what I see, I see a lot of great content and no promotion or kind of crappy content and they over promote. So where, where's the disconnection there? So you can't, you can't just promote any content. If your content is crappy, you're wasting your time. And I think that you shouldn't even be publishing content. That's my personal view. Um, if you're going to publish content in 2016, I really feel it's go big or go home. And people are not going to pay attention to you if your content is crap. So start with creating good content, have a base of good content that you're building up, whether that's in the form of videos, Snapchat, wherever it is, Pinterest, Instagram, or your blog, make sure that you have a base of good content first and then get out there and start promoting your content by emailing people that may be interested in it, tweeting at people, getting influencers involved in blog posts, you know, not doing blog post roundups per se, but doing getting quotes from influencers related to the specific thing that you're talking about in a post. All of that will lend itself to a good content promotion. So to avoid a disconnect, publish really 
good content. What, what that means is something that is not a thousand words long. If we're talking about a blog post, it's got to be 2,500, 3,000, 6,000, 8,000 words long today. Um, with videos, with infographics, with a lot of juice inside and value talking about one specific, uh, you know, micro topic. If it's about something that's just general, people aren't going to pay attention. If you're if writing a post of what is search engine marketing, it's going to fail. So it's got to be something like, um, you know, the 21 ways to promote your content in 2016 and include, you know, step-by-step instructions under each of those specific strategies and videos throughout from, you know, influencers that you've interviewed that in, in itself would be good content in 2016 for a blog. You know, Gary V's content is, is a great example of good content in 2016 on Facebook Live, on Snapchat. Um, you know, good Instagram content is, you know, publishing colorful quotes with good background images that are background images where you collab collaborated with other people. You didn't just publish, you know, random, uh, typo uh, grama or whatever the app is, uh, crap, you know, that you get out of their library of images and you just throw one of their generic quotes over. I mean, I'm doing, I do that too, but I'm not a good Instagram marketer. So don't pay attention to me on Instagram. And my advice and what I've seen working well are people who are collaborating with good photographers, taking pictures of fancy cars, taking pictures of girls, you know, whatever, you know, you've probably seen what's on Instagram. Oh, I've seen it. Uh, so that stuff works still. I mean, I don't, I don't advocate for the, you know, the, the Jen, whatever her name is, uh, Instagram or the other big, the number one guy who publishes pictures of girls all over him. I think, you know, who I'm talking about. Um, I do. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm not necessarily suggesting you do that, but I think having good content on Instagram or Pinterest means, you know, original images that you have a designer make or that you had a, a good photographer take and laying over good quotes that you didn't just get off of typograma that you actually thought about beforehand that provides real value. A good example of a good Instagram account to follow is founder magazine, Nathan Chan's founder magazine. So good content 2016 is critical and then promoting it to your target audience, not promoting crappy content and hoping that people care about it because they won't. So what's, you know, crappy content, you were saying crappy content and good content. I mean, it seems like there's such a fine line because there's, we, there's a lot of people that unfortunately they do just put kind of quotes over pictures and like put it out there. I mean, there's some really bad content out there. The other thing I heard you say was that posts. So, so this is, and this is different. So I, I'm going to clear, I want I want you to clarify a little bit. You're saying that a thousand word blogs are not enough, correct? Yeah, I think that's extremely skimpy and and no one's going to pay attention to it. So where did, when did that change where people are looking for long format content? Um, You know, you're talking 8,000 words, photos, videos. I mean, this is not just banging out a blog post a week anymore. This is really going in depth researching. I mean, this could take you a month to write one article. Yep. 
I, I think so. And, and where's the and so what's the benefit for you know Joe's pancake house down the street who wants people to come into his pancake and I'm the total example pancake house could be any any small business where is the time value of content creation for them in doing that? So the time value of content creation is really I just made that up too. I have no idea. If yeah, that's a thing. I know you did. If it is, if it is I, I should write about it. Yeah. I actually love that idea. <laughs> so the time value of money, the time value of content creation, I may steal yep. that too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how do you get returns from putting that much time into your content is what your question is. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you have the right opt-in forms everywhere. You're, you, you embed content upgrades that you're doing everything you possibly can to convert those people that show up to your blog into email subscribers. So I've been getting, um, on my, you know, latest last last, you know, five or six posts, well over a thousand email subscribers per post. And I get comments on each post. Like the last one, I only got a few because I didn't promote it as heavily, Mm -hmm. but the other ones I got like 30 comments, you know, 20 comments here. And they're not from my email list. They're from new people. Um, and those comments, there's actually a nearly perfectly positive correlation between people commenting on your blog and their willingness to buy from you and the customer lifetime value is much higher of someone who actually comments on your blog, regardless of whether they're on your email list. So pre outreach, a form of content promotion that's promoting content before you publish it to people that are interested in potentially interested in that content are the people that are going to be most likely to comment on your blog. And if you look at a blog at like backlinko.com or neilpatel.com, you'll see that they get tons of content uh, comments, especially backlinko, you know, a thousand comments on one post or 800 comments on one post. And, And the way they're doing that is, is by using a lot of pre outreach by emailing people in advance, like regular people, you know, heads up. I saw you like this post uh, in the past and I think this new post would really be of interest to you. Would you like a heads up when it goes live? And I, that's what I've been doing a lot of too. Um, so the return from that is if you do a lot of pre outreach, you get influencers involved in your post beforehand. They know it's coming out. You then go on a content promotion roadshow afterwards, almost like a deal roadshow for investment bankers. Then if you do all that and you have the right opt-in forms to capture people in place along with content upgrades, then you'll get thousands of email subscribers. You can turn those people into buyers by nurturing them through an engagement sequence, an email series, and then eventually pitching something. Uh, a product. And as a result, the, um, cost per acquisition is substantially lower than any other form of, uh, of content uh, of any other type of marketing out there that I've seen. And I've actually quantified this in some of my posts. Sometimes it can be more expensive, but you just have to get the right, you know, to get the email subscribers, you have a good process to, you know, so as long as you have a good process in place, it's substantially cheaper than Facebook ads or any other type of, um, traffic source out there. 
And not only that, you automatically built no like and trust into your post, uh, into your content. So people will know, like, and trust you right off the bat. They see that you're the expert at that. They don't have to go elsewhere and they'll subscribe to your blog. And then you have a potential customer. Um, the other, so, so we had talked a little bit before we started recording, uh, you know, that you've done traditional pay-per-click AdWords and whatnot. And you're saying that this is this type of content promotion is significantly uh, or, or has significantly lower cost per acquisition than any of those, including Facebook ads, which I've been on the record as saying, you know, Facebook ads is probably one of the best ads product out there. Uh, what are you, or what do you think about, let's just take that for, for now, pay-per-click and Google AdWords, you know, where's your mindset set right now on those, um, you know, those platforms. So I think Facebook ads are great. Uh, you just need to have a Facebook ads person involved. I, I think people that go at it by themselves and it's a mistake that I've made is yeah, just don't do it. Um, you'll just burn your money, uh, on Facebook ads because it's just such a vast network. And if your targeting isn't a hundred percent on point, and if you don't know, have the right custom audiences to set up and you don't, you know, have the right uh, ad on Facebook, which I think is a lot harder to, to make a good ad on Facebook than it is to make a good ad on Google AdWords because at Google AdWords, you know, most of the time you'll be on the search network. So it's just going to be text. So you just have to think about what they're interested in. But with Facebook, you have to have, you know, a great video that's compelling, or you have to have a good image that a designer should, should create. And so, I would hire someone to do it, but the return can be high from Facebook ads. The only issue is that you don't have no like and trust off the bat. So they're going to come to your site and then what? They're going to look for content. And if you don't, you know, or say you send them to a webinar. Okay. So either way, that's still content that you had to create and it has to be epic content. Otherwise on that webinar, otherwise no one's going to be interested in buying from you. Most of them won't be interested in buying from you and they'll fall just onto your email list. What do you do with those people? You have to nurture them somehow to buy from you. Otherwise you just wasted money. That's another thing is I would never advertise unless I had a very uh, good sales funnel in place. And I knew what the conversion rate was and what I'd be getting out of every dollar that I spent. And I think that's really key too. with content marketing and content promotion. You can wing it a little more in the beginning um, because it's not nearly as expensive as quickly, but I still think that Facebook ads is a great source retargeting on, on Google ads, AdWords, Bing ads, and, um, on the web with Adderall, perfect audience and on Facebook ads, I think it's a great way, uh, to, you know, get email subscribers and get customers, but, you know, blindly custom audience targeting people without a real Facebook ads person, you'll just burn money. So I don't recommend it. And you still need to build no like, and trust. So if you don't have good content, I would say, forget about it. So uh, let's jump into a little bit of how you came up. I came into this, um, you know, you, you started your own business, um, and then you hit the same problems that most entrepreneurs hit, right? Which is scale. And how do you scale up? And this is a conversation I've had with, uh, many other content marketers, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk as well. You know, him and I had that conversation here on this podcast uh, about scale. What, is it, or where is it for you? I guess that's a wrong question. I told totally. you, how 
is it that one can scale their efforts, um, whether it's through content promotion, because you're one person, right? You can only write X amount of words per day or X amount of words per month. How do you scale that up? How do you scale these efforts up? Is there tips and tricks that you use uh, and that you can give to the audience on how to scale up their marketing or content promotion efforts or just content development efforts at all? So it really depends what content you're publishing. If you're doing what Gary Vee's doing and you're publishing videos, having a team help with that, obviously, you know, that's editing the, editing the videos, putting them online, de- dealing with all of that is, is a great way to scale it up, but he still needs to be there. Now the value and benefit of doing, um, blog posts and running a a blog with really high quality content is that you don't have to write all the content yourself. Now I do, but I'm not going to do that forever. And there's going to come a point where writing 8,000 word blog posts is going to get, you know, exhausting and no longer that interesting to me. Um, you know, because I'm also trying to grow my business and create more courses and, and build information products and run summits and all this other stuff and speak. So, you know, there is a point at which I'll invite more guest bloggers now. So that's really how you can scale up your content marketing is inviting, doing reverse guest blogging. And I still, I do do that, but I publish them under my, under their own byline, not under my byline. So there are other people out there that are publishing posts every single day under their byline. They're not, they're not writing those posts. They may say they are, but they're not because it takes, unless they're writing, unless it's Seth Godin, and he's writing like 250 word <laughs> posts. You know, if you're writing 2000 word posts, you're definitely not writing it every day. There's no way. So just forget about it. If you see people doing that, which exists guaranteed, they have a team helping them of copywriters and people that they've hired to write that content and promote that content. And, you know, maybe once in a while though they write some posts, but chances are they have a team. So I think you start off by, learning what good content is by testing the grounds yourself and then taking it from there and hiring out, um, you know, hiring people to contribute to your blog and, and also eventually, I guess, using ghostwriting too to, to write for your own blog under your byline and, and for guest posts. So that's how you can really scale it up and then just hiring virtual assistants and stuff like that for content promotion. But I think really digging in the weeds on your own first and understanding what works is key before you go out there hiring people to, to contribute or hiring people to promote your content because what are you going to tell them to do? Or you're not going to be able to give them a good framework and you're not really going to have a good focus here for what your content silo should be if you don't figure it out yourself first. So I mean, clearly content creation is not your, um, is not a weak point for you, but for many of us, it is. Uh, tell us a little bit more about market doc and what you do to help marketers, bloggers, business owners. Tell us exactly how you, um, you know, how you do that. So I'm only publishing about stuff that I know is our pain points for my audience and for the audience that I'm trying to go after, such as, um, well, originally I started with things that were completely unrelated and then I worked from there and figured that didn't work. So, um, I quickly came to it that (laughs) publishing case studies 
publishing really in-depth step-by-step posts that give you the meat of what you have to do as a business owner or a blogger, content marketer in general to, you know, reach the right people and to grow your email list and to build a sustainable business online. Um, that those are the things that my blog is focused on. So I have a super long post about online courses that I had someone who's built online courses before I published mine come in and, you know, feature, she knew about other people that had published online courses and were familiar with their stories. And she talks about that in a post like that is a 6,000, 7,000 word guide on how to create online courses. Or I have another post that shows you step by step. It's a case study that I wrote about my own blog, how to get thousands of email subscribers from each post, uh, you know, and walks them through the entire process. So people who are looking to understand content promotion should come to my blog. Um, at least from, I haven't really spoken much about paid, uh, ads yet, but you know, in the future, I'm sure we will talk about that more. Um, I've been focusing more just on getting the content into the hands of people organically. Before I let you go, I'm going to ask you for, uh, your top two tips for content creation, or actually let's do three, your top three tips for content creation so that anybody listening can get started um, and, and then we'll talk a little bit about how they can find you. But if you can give us three tips, um, creating better content, what would they be? So the, the big one is to not come off like a drone. I think a lot of people, they get online and they feel that they just have to, uh, adhere to some, you know, paradigm of what they should be. And I think, I know we've touched upon Gary Vee a lot throughout this interview, um, but something that he does well is he ta- he speaks to his audience on their terms. He's not trying to be something that he's not. And so quit trying to be someone that you're not and, and really take advantage of your strengths and be the person you are in your blog post. Talk like you would talk to your friend, uh, you know, down the street. If you use curse words in your in your post, then that's what you do. And don't try to hide your uh, vernacular, you know, um, behind a shield and try to be someone that you're not. I think tip number two is to, you know, work on a strategy. Um, don't just start publishing content aimlessly because you will fail and eventually you'll give up. And within three months, you'll probably give up. And that's what happens to most bloggers. I think I, I can't, I'm, I can't even remember how many blogs I'd probably started in the past over the years, you know, where I'll set up a blog spot or something like that and, you know, publish maybe three posts. And then that was the end of it. Um, this is the blog that I haven't done that with. And, you know, I've been consistent about it and I have tons of great content coming out. And the reason is I built that momentum by really just, coming up with a strategy of what I'm going to be focusing on. So find good keywords to target, uh, find good, uh, ideas that people are interested in and, and use a lot of repetition throughout, throughout your content of those ideas. And again, you see Gary V do that. You see a lot of other 
top influencers online, they use a lot of repetition in their content. So, you know, create a good content strategy and then use repetition throughout. Tip number three is make sure you're promoting the heck out of your content. Get it into the hands of people that really are interested in your content. Because if you don't do that, you're not going to get the traction you need. Your stuff's never going to take off and you're going to give up. So it's really about just building momentum between creating really epic content, thousands and thousands of words, videos, all different things, you know, doing even more novel things like quizzes and assessments and uh, other things that get people really interested. You know, for example, um, Derek Halpern of social triggers recently just had, um, an assessment on his blog that he put people through and he used that as a funnel for, getting people to sign up for one of his flagship courses blog that converts, uh, you know, it was what type of entrepreneur are you as an entrepreneur assessment. And so he used that to eventually nurture people into his, uh, launch sequence for blog that converts. Um, another good example that he's done recently was having a walking, uh, a walking competition or something where he just basically had, uh, everyone on his email list, uh, join a walking challenge. So, you know, you get out of your house, but you know, because he's always publishing content that may relate to courses that he's publishing or, or promoting. And so this is just, you know, free content, uh, they free value and he's not asking for anything. You know, he's building no like, and trust by doing that. He's helping people get healthy. So, you know, mix things up too. um, try different things and test everything. I mean, so I, I love what you said about repetition. Um, I don't think we hear enough about that, about repetition. Um, not enough people talk about repetition. Uh, and it's a good observation too, because really those that have amazing content and, and there's plenty of people that do, you know, have rep- or, or repeat, um, their message, but I think there's not enough people talking about that's what you should do as a best practice for great content creation and promotion. So I really, really like that, you know, having a strategy, but then also repeating, um, you know, with social media, it, it, listen, you post something once or you do something once that it, it's the lifetime, the life cycle of that, the lifespan of it is so small that if you're not talking about it more and more and more, um, I, I think the message gets lost. So I, I really like the fact that you said that. And of course I'm writing things down here. Um, and that was, you know, I wrote that down repetition because I, I, I enjoy that one. Um, Cody, how do, how does the audience find you? Where do they find you? Uh, your website, your, um, social media assets, how can they get a hold of you? And we'll put all this in the show notes as well, but just let us know where they can, where we can find you. Yeah. So, uh, listeners can go to marketdocdoc.com and you can check me out on Twitter. It's Cody, C-O-D-Y B Lister, L-I-S-T-E-R. Uh, and that's the same for Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook. So that's pretty much it. And, uh, what are you working on now? I know you mentioned, uh, some courses, but also some, um, you know, some, some bigger things, what do you have going on and working on that the audience can potentially look into, um, you know, getting, getting their hands on. 
So I have a big summit coming out uh, at the end of uh, July, beginning of August. Um, it's running from July 25th through August uh, 5th. And it has over, well, we're going to have over 70 speakers talking about content promotion um, across the own earned and paid media spheres. Mm-hmm. And there should be about 40,000 attendees. That's what we're targeting. So it's going to be pretty epic. Um, that's originally started off as like 30, 30 speakers and it's somehow blossomed into 70 plus, but, um, yeah, that, it's going to be pretty great. And there's a lot of companies coming on board like Moz.com, Ahrefs, um, probably SEM rush and a lot of other top, uh, marketing companies will be throwing in a bunch of stuff for giveaways. Um, and, giving, you know, giving pretty generous discounts on products. So, um, I think that's pretty cool of them. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to be a super educational experience for everyone, I think. And, uh, especially because people don't really understand content promotion and it's such a critical piece of, uh, the content marketing sphere, especially in 2016, because, you know, no one's going to start a type pad, uh, blog with 250 words a day and, and see traction in 2016. And, and no one's going to start a copy blogger in 2016 and see traction, even with 2000 word blog posts like them. So, you know, if, if you're not doing things on an epic scale at this point, you might as well just not do it at all is my advice. So the content promotion summit is designed to address that and help you, um, get your content into that once it's epic into the hands of the right people. Listen, I really appreciate you jumping on uh, the podcast. And these these are topics that people really need to learn a lot more about and also understand. So having having you on here explaining it a little little bit more in depth, but, you know, I really want them to come check you out because I know they're going to be interested in it. Uh, And so I appreciate your time on the podcast and hopefully... I can get you, maybe we can talk, we'll chat a little bit offline off the podcast, but when we, when we stop recording, I would love to uh, get some of the, the listeners uh, over to the summit at the end of July. Cause that will be, uh, I think something epic. I know you mentioned some of the speakers that are coming to me earlier. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about that and, and drop in some links in the show notes for everybody else. But like I said, thank you so much and uh, look forward to chatting with you soon again. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Take care, Cody. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.